I'm here, Pastor. I just need a little kiss for comfort. I just need a little kiss for comfort. Whoa. I just need a little kiss for comfort. Wow. I have never met a female pastor before. What do I call you, Pastorette? What do I call you, Pastorette? These are serious? Yes, these are all real. You're like a little girl playing pastor up there. You're like a little girl playing pastor up there. How's that at all appropriate? You don't look like a senior pastor. What's that supposed to look like? <laughs> you are perfect for us, except for the problem that you are a woman. You were perfect for us, except for the problem that you are a woman. We called you because we knew we could afford you. Women pastors are cheaper. This is awkward. I, I uh, don't know what kind of reaction I need to be giving or whatever, but I, I do know, but I don't know. This is, this is uh, that, terrible. <sighs> I'm sorry, guys. Like, that is bull****. <laughs> that really sucks. That's uncomfortable. Welcome to this adventure we like to call To Hell with the Hot Dish, where we challenge the church to be more than a cliche culture and strive to be devoted disciples laughing along the way. I am Kyle, and we have in sitting down with us today two of, of our friends from ministry around the world, the Amys. The, they're both named Amy, by the way. Welcome. Introduce yourself. Tell us where you are, where you are right now. Thank you. We are the Amys, and my name is Amy Diller, and I serve a two-point parish in Davenport, Iowa. And my name is Amy Gillespie, and I serve a parish in Lombard, Illinois. Nice. And we have our have my other two co-hosts here, too, as well. Yep. They're being quiet right now. Jonathan is here. <laughs> Jonathan is here. <laughs> yep. And the other Kyle, also present. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Two Kyles, two Amys, and a Jonathan today. <laughs> That's right. It's about to get confusing. I am here. still outnumbered. Two Kyles, two Amy's, and a Jonathan. What is going on? I okay, I, I like that. So you're, you're the odd man it's out, good. Hey, I guess. That's okay. I don't know. You can call us by our last names, too. Yeah, yeah. you answer to that. That's yeah. Fine. That's all right. Well, it is great to have y'all here. And we're topic, talking about our topic today um, that we, we wanted you to come on. If you listened to the intro before this, you probably heard a snippet that we played. It was just a, a few moments from a clip with the North Carolina Senate of the ELCA, which had male pastors reading lines of quotes that were spoken to female pastors. And it was pretty... Um, I should just say wow, I think, right? Yeah. Mm. I mean, there are no words for that. Yeah. And and so our topic today is talking about women in ministry. And uh, so we had to have women in ministry with us. You know, we recognize we need mm -hmm. all these voices and we need to hear all sides. And so thank you, uh, Amy and Amy, for <laughs> for being here with us today for ensuring that it wasn't three dudes talking about dudes talking about stuff that was read to women because that would just be uncomfortable i think all the way around let's name it but not the, the first time that's happened yeah. I, i'm probably sure that's yeah 
absolutely. We're trying to be a uh, model and be smarter than that. <laughs> so let's just get into the story and your story a little bit. But thinking about those those comments, I mean, what what are some of your reactions to the ministry? Anything that's been going on in your ministry that uh, that we can learn from? What's what's been uh, going on with y'all around this topic? Well, my first uh, thought was like, it's good that they're doing this. It's good that they're talking yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, and I think both Amy and I have heard some of those things over the years. So in some ways, it's not shocking, which is upsetting in its own right. <laughs> I really wondered about that. Like when we were going to have you all on, I went, I'm, I'm going to not be surprised if that's yeah. the case. Yeah. So. Mm. I'd hoped that wasn't the case, but well, I wasn't surprised. I, yeah, either. I mean, I, yeah, I agree with that, that I was hoping that wasn't the yeah, case. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time I saw it, I thought, oh, that's cute. That's not that bad. And then I thought, this is a problem really? that this isn't that bad. You know? yeah. um, and then the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, oh, this is not normal for other people. Because I like compared to stuff I've mm. heard, I was like, ah. Oh, this happens, you know, but you mean it's not normal for other for other professions or what? Do you, what do I mean, you like know? every action wasn't normal. Like oh, yeah, thinking yeah. that this wasn't that bad. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. I mean, yeah. when I heard hmm. some of the stuff people said, like the one like, when are you going to have a baby or you look really the stuff about how someone looks. Yeah. I was just like, oh, that's not that bad. Everybody hears that. And I think of all the women I know who've had countless stories and my own stories that it's just, to me, it feels like part of the job to put up with it. Right, right. Oh, and gosh. that in reality, like as long as my physical safety, no. you know, as long as no one's following me to my car, I don't think it's that bad. Then I realize that's not normal. That's not, that's not a great. <laughs> I have a very low standard, I think, oh, about what counts no. as inappropriate, yeah. which is so, and and there's a little sense of resiliency there of sort of like having to just go with it. I think there's obviously um, if it's sexist, if it's, you know, dangerous, all of that, it's not it's obviously not good. But it's sort of like strangely par for the course in yeah. some ways, which is really uncomfortable. But that's like what we deal with a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I was talking with a, f a friend about having the topic and he kind of commented he said huh i thought the elca had all this figured out, and yeah. out. I said, well i said well we've been ordaining women for a long time i i wish we were better at it than we are but i know i know too as elca lutherans we're not the only denominations that i'm sure where some of these things happen and it's uh it's it it's really sad yeah i was hmm. grateful for the men to have that experience of like Sure. kind of taking it in and feeling like how it would feel to to hear that um so I was kind of grateful that they they took that opportunity to be there for the women in their synod that was pretty cool mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I was surprised at how surprised yeah. some of them were yeah as oh. if like you've never realized this happens yeah and then I thought let's up the ante gentlemen now go to a council meeting with this person oh, who just God. said that. Yeah. Exactly. Now go mm. sit by the bedside of the person who just yeah. said this. Now, you know? now love them as you're supposed to love your parishioners. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that does up the ante a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That takes it to another level. Yeah. yeah. Somebody says that to you and that's also the same person 
who is chairing your fellowship committee mm-hmm. or writing your checks mm-hmm. or is your janitor. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah. Yeah. And and one of those three things I would say in my mind are a little more important as far as the writing the checks go. I mean, like a janitor, okay, you know, or the the chairing the fellowship committee, okay, but like when it comes to the financial part because like you don't live off of the janitor cleaning the church. No, you don't live off hmm. the janitor cleaning the church, but you are alone with the You're janitor alone in the with church. The janitor at the church That's true. a lot. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. you know, it's just like Yeah. Like I said, hearing it on the video is kind of like, that's precious. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. it kind of brought in the tidal wave of all the other things. Where I was like, oh, we got problems. <laughs> yeah. Well, thinking about the the problems that we have, I mean, I know it's it's hard to, to pin down, but like where where do you wish the church would do better? Uh, mm-hmm. what, what what are we what are we missing and what what are we not what are we talking about? What wrong? What are we not talking about? I mean, what do you what do you think? Where do you wish we could do better as church? You know, I sometimes wish there was more of a standardized code of conduct on mm-hmm. church councils, mm-hmm. you oh, know, yeah. mm-hmm. if, if there was, cause that varies so much church by church and, mm-hmm. you know, people are going to do what they want to do, but it would be nice if church wide or synod and they do, some synods do have more leadership as to what a council member is supposed to be, not just a body on the seat, but a leader in the church, you know, mm-hmm. if somebody who comes twice a year says something weird to you, right, 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 then you, you don't really it. like you just forget. Yeah. You just selectively forget that. But when it's consistent leaders yeah. in the church doing this, that's when it's more hmm. creepy and weird, right? You know, when it's your Christmas and Easter's, whatever, yeah. yeah. you know. So if it was something talked about uh, as part of being on council, you know, this is yeah. what we this is what we expect. Uh, voice that out, mm-hmm. out front. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like have yeah. some kind of covenant early on sure. that is like sure. this is how we treat each other, including the female pastor. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I have more things if you want them. <laughs> we you took a lot more? of notes. Before Go ahead. This. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, of, of kind of like you know when you had talked about what is the the church as a whole. Where, where is the where, where are the 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 cracks in the system? Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of thought in the level of like the ELCA as a whole, mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. than our individual context. Right. Okay. Um, and I think some of the biggest issues in the ELCA is there's not a lot of standardization. Mm-hmm. You know that hmm. each synod can do kind of whatever they want without mm-hmm. any consequences. Okay. Yeah. Part of the thing that I'm running into is that there's no standard maternity leave from the ELCA. Right. That synods mm, can yeah. do. So we have to like want. go to bat for that at each mm-hmm, church, mm-hmm. depending on the level and depending on the synod guidelines. And so churches will often do what synod guidelines are, but if those are, you know, six weeks and you're really pushing for more, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that there's not really any standardization across the ELCA. So, you know, I have some peers that are in really, really good synods that have. I mean, no systemic problems, you know, that they can perceive anyway. There's no, it's like, this is the golden place to serve. And then I have some peers that are just barely scraping the bottom of the barrel because Mm -hmm. that's what their Mm. synod is offering or backing them on. Mm. That I think as a national church, we could have a backbone Mm -hmm. and actually create some structure that does need to be enforced at each synod level. Mm-hmm. One thing that I've noticed a lot too is most churches don't assume a woman is ever the breadwinner mm-hmm. or makes a significant financial contribution to their family. You mm-hmm. know, like just within my own synod at Tech Study a few weeks ago, a female pastor talked about the cost of health insurance for her family mm-hmm. and her church's 
balking at it. And she is the one who carries the health insurance for their family. Mm -hmm. And she just has to wonder, would they do that if I was a man? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, within my own context, the question that I get is, do you really need the insurance? (laughs) Do you really need it? (laughs) I got married this spring and that has changed everything. When I was single, it was like, okay, Yes, then yes, this is just the cost. But now that I've gotten married, it's do you really need it? Yeah. Oh my goodness. And the underlying question is, can you go on your husband's? Right, right, right. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that people don't really assume that women would ever carry the costs or make a significant financial contribution to their family. Mm -hmm. And if they do want the benefits, the insurance, that kind of stuff, it's kind of like, why are you taking this? from us Mm. when you could Mm -hmm. get it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that's that's a lot. That's pretty much. That's a lot. They all look so sad, though. I know. (laughs) They all look so sad. Guys, this is just life. I think it's it's contemplating for me. Like one of the questions I had, and do you think it comes from just we're operating under these really just bad assumptions? Or is it as far as looking at the ELCA as a whole, are we operating out of this want to have churches and synods to have their own autonomy. And so right. that's where we don't really come up with a standard because to, and okay, I'll just speak freely, but that, that seems like a no brainer. Like let's put some standards out there. Right. Let's put, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of standardizer or covenant or something out there, but I could see where that sort of then bumps up into, you know, well, but we want people to have their own autonomy. And so, yeah. but so where, hmm. I mean, from your perception, where do you think it comes from? Is it bad assumptions? Is it want for autonomy? Is it something else? It's probably both. And like you said, I think a lot of contexts vary, you know, I think, and that's why, and synods vary. So it makes sense why, why it's sort of on a synod level rather than a churchwide level. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, you think about what that means for women and, and families all together. And it's kind of a tough thing, you know, because I think everybody should have a standard in terms of their parental leave, regardless of gender. And I think part of it, too, is the it's terrible as this sounds is the day and age. Mm-hmm. Women are being ordained in record numbers at yeah. the same time the church mm-hmm. is starting to decline. Yeah. Mm. You yeah. know, there comes a mm. point when you, as a woman, you know you deserve these things, but if the money isn't there, the money isn't there. Right, right. And is that huh. just mm. the way the cookie of history has crumbled? Yes. That women are ordained at a point when the church is like declining? You know, and, and that's wow. a it's question kind of like that an I think inverse of. trend. Yeah. Like one goes up and the other's going down. You know, so, yeah. we might have missed mm. the window, mm-hmm. you know. But in my opinion, that's a bad I mean, yeah. <laughs> I like, like, I like your answer, answer better. That's, but, that's, yeah. that's, I mean, that's bad. <laughs> like, oh, well, that's yeah, just right, the way right. the world works. Like, right. no, that's, that's some garbo. Right. Like, that's what I struggle with, though, is like, I, there's certain things that I may want to ask for or encourage my peers to ask for that would have been standard 25 or 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. But if hmm. it isn't there, mm-hmm. then, then it's what do you do? Favorite. You know, and that's just, mm-hmm. I, that might be a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. You know, there's some things that I think women are not receiving them because they're women. And there's other things I think that women are not receiving right. because nobody is. Right. And maybe that's like a, mm. a larger mm. question. So, or maybe you know. you're receiving them and you're just not telling us, you know, 
no, no. <laughs> I, I think it's also, you know, related to women in leadership. We were hearing on the um, video from North Carolina about um, how many women are the highest earners as well as how many women are in, in mm-hmm. leadership positions and sort of senior roles, that kind of thing. Um, and I think that that that's disproportionate in terms of men and women being in like senior roles or solo pastors. Um, and mm-hmm. even, even me, you know, when I, when I decide to move from this call, I'm, I could be considered senior cause I've been solo, but it's mm-hmm. a matter of what is that perception and how's that going to go? Yeah. What you were thinking. Something. I did actually, the way you said senior and associate made me think of it because now that I have two churches, uh-huh. whenever I meet strangers, they're always like, are you the only one? Right. Right. Are you, who the, else are is you with you? Pastor? Are you the only yes. one? I'm like, yeah, I'm the only yes. one, <laughs> <laughs> but it's fascinating how many people, I, I don't Absolutely. know. Does anyone ask you if you're the only one at your church? Yeah. Well, so this is this is really interesting for for me. So I I am the associate with a female senior, um, oh, and cool. so uh, I like I obviously don't get any of these questions. And it like this video, like I have gone to school and worked with like so many amazing women. It made me like really angry, and it made yeah. me even more angry to think that like my now senior pastor, who is so much more qualified and capable than I am, would ever like be doubted more than me. And yeah. I've been, I've been here yeah. two, two months. Right. Um, so I, I don't even know where the light switches are. Right. But to, to After think two months. Oh, hey. Yeah. We've got candles for that. Yeah. No, but okay. it's, it's just Dakota. North, <laughs> North Dakota. Yeah. No. Um, so it just, it like blows, uh, my mind. To, to think that that like would still be an issue. Um, mm-hmm. But like it is. And that's just my, my privilege that I've got to check at the door. Yeah. So, but I appreciate that perspective. Cause yeah, it really, it depends on where you're at. Um, and, and maybe it is a self perception as well. You know, who knows it, hmm. but I do think going into second call, it's going to look different, you know, hmm. just cause it's a different landscape. So you were yeah. telling us about become thinking of associate ministry. Tell us more right. about that. Well, well, the associate mm. ministry thing, um, I think it's a good opportunity. I, I, I think that having a staff is helpful that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and being associate would provide that opportunity of maybe having the ability to have a kid a little more than, than a solo option. Um, and so mm-hmm. having that as a, as a factor, it does make a difference for me. I think having a little less responsibility than I do now is so low is something that, that I might be looking for, but that's, again, it's, mm-hmm. it just depends on a lot of factors, so, mm-hmm. but that's something that's in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, it, and it's a lot in terms of how your personality mm-hmm. works in, in ministry and, and how a, a team and, and works together. I know you've had some models of how that, how that work can work yeah. well, I think. <laughs> but I think there's even something deeper when you start sharing workloads mm-hmm. together is, is how, how, how do you have conversation and how do you treat right. one mm-hmm. another? Which kind of goes back to your model for a, a leadership and a council. It's like, how are we going right, to treat one right. another as human beings and as uh, workers in ministry together that if we were to have that kind of covenant with the way we talk with one another even in in even in our society alone uh, j- just in our relationship with our neighbors it would really kind of change things 
just a quick aside too. I was telling a friend that we were having this conversation and he uh, was so glad we were having this conversation. He sent me a, an article from NPR. Nice. It was from Bob Cousy and, and um, Bill hmm. Russell, uh, basketball players in the NBA back in the 50s. Of course, it's about racial tensions in, in the world and, and kind of this white, black, and which is a whole yeah. other uh, aspect of this that mm-hmm. we could get into, right? But there's there's and none tension. of us can speak of because yeah. it's five white mm-hmm. people. Right. Yeah. Right I know, now, I, so. I understand. But I want to lift it up sure. that it's also something that we're we're going to leave hanging and we're we're gonna we're going to come back to and tackle. But uh, Bob Cousy was talking about his his laments for things he didn't do with Bill mm-hmm. Russell and how he didn't stand up for him more. And this wow. was a side comment, but he says, you know, Bill and I used to share, but we didn't know at the time that guys don't have meaningful conversation. Mm-hmm. They don't. They're just we mature later in life he goes that's why and koozie says i hope the ladies pretty soon take over the world because we screwed it up (laughs) just wait (laughs) if we continue down these same roads we we're going to end up in the same uh in the same Mm -hmm. places we don't know how to have conversation we need to listen better to one another and treat one another in different ways in order to have different results right and and i think you've lifted up some good things for Mm -hmm. us to think about as people in ministry, wherever we are, and any listener who's involved in ministry, how do you treat the different people in your ministry um, effectively? I was just thinking, you know, as you're saying, saying lifting up your colleagues and lifting up the people around mm-hmm. you and not, not um, letting that opportunity pass you by. I mean, Kyle, you just talked about your senior and how great mm-hmm. she is. And, and that's the kind of conversation, you know, I have a colleague in this area that is a solo male pastor and he's, doing awesome things. We're partnering together with different projects and ministries. And every time I sit in a room with him with other people, he makes a a point of lifting me up and lifting my Hmm. ministry up. And it just means the world, you know, of like knowing that he, he sees that as like, no, this is legitimate and you're doing good things and we're doing good things together. And so, um, that's something that I really appreciate. And I'm like, dude, we need more of that. Hmm. (laughs) Well, it's so simple, but it's huge. It's, it's, it's so simple yeah. to do, mm-hmm. but we don't, right? So more yeah. of that. That's great. It's great mm-hmm. we have a female bishop. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And some more uh, female bishops mm-hmm. in several yeah, roles. Very recently. Mm-hmm. But we have one de- just to the south of us in mm-hmm. southwest Texas. South, southwest now. Texas and uh, the, the ones in Pennsylvania. Uh, north, northwest Wisconsin. Around. And the Caribbean Synod. Mm-hmm. Florida, Bahamas. Yeah. Oh, nice. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And and women yeah, women yeah. of color Absolutely. as well too. So you know, you talk about that. Maybe we're we're stuck where we are. I think things are slowly slowly changing, and I, and hopefully for for the better. It, it is interesting that you're lifting up that one of the things I think the church is doing well is that women in ministry are are, are coming in more and more yeah. numbers, mm-hmm. and I think that's great that we. I know when I was in seminary, it was about 50-50. You know, I Maybe assume it's, it's like kind of the same LSTC had a lot of women. Yeah, yeah. it just, I read an article uh, last week and uh, it said like in 1977, half a percent of the clergy were women. Yeah. And in 94, it was like 11%. And now for the ELCA, it's almost 40, um, which is yeah. just yeah. like astronomical growth, which is like really great to see. Yeah. It kind of gives me hope because it sounds like whether the church is willing to change or not, the women mm-hmm. within our church yeah. who are saying, look, 
look at me. I have gifts. I have skills for ministry. I'm getting mm-hmm. ordained. The people that paved the way before, the people that are paving the way currently, the people that will continue to pave the way. It's like, we're yeah, going to change going. church. It's like, going. come on now. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just that beautiful, like, okay, here yeah, we go. Whether here we you're go. ready or not, we're moving along. Yeah. Yeah. And right. I think more churches are ready sometimes than we give them credit for. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I've never necessarily felt like I was shut out of my congregations in a way that had to do with my, my gender mm-hmm. um, or wondered, mm-hmm. am I going to get this call because I'm a woman? Mm-hmm. I've never had that. Mm-hmm. And I know there's people that do wonder that. And I think that would be awful yeah. to wonder that. Yeah. And that's where I think mm-hmm. intersectionality comes into play too. Mm-hmm. It's like we have more privileges as white females than, than not. And so it's important to notice that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good to, to lift up, I think, yeah. right? Even even in some ways, the conversation we're having, right, is very binary between like just just men and, and women. Yeah. And there are so many more um, mm-hmm. marginalized groups in our church that like have even more work that, that we need to do. Um, and so like just having the conversation is important. Yeah. So I'm curious because this is coming from my mindset, but I'm going to be going into seminary and going into this as a, as a larger professor. Um, not that I haven't been already, but then what can I do? Like that's, that's me. That's part of my mindset. Like, okay, now what can I do? Like I'm listening to this. Now I'm fired up. If you can't tell, like I'm, I'm ready. Let's, His arms are <laughs> let's get something. Yeah, yeah. Let's, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to do something. So what, what can I do as a listener? I'll put myself in our listener's shoes. Yeah. Like I've been sitting here listener. So what, what can I do to, to help support? What can I do to help further, especially looking at continuing on and, and going in, into this career, into this profession? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think having this conversation is a good start, you know, just actually like opening up the floor and, and listening to each other and learning from each other's experiences um but yeah just I think open up leadership for females you know like think about your conferences practically I mean like starting small and building larger it's just being able to say hey I see you have gifts and I'm gonna I'm gonna lift that up um but even like I said my colleague who just does it on on a local level but anytime you're in public with other people just lift up your female colleagues for sure I had in my notes, don't be weird, but I, I what think, does that mean? I, you know, was that a note you, for no, us? Well, I mean, oh, notes of like, weird thing. Yeah, yeah, of, of, you know, you'd send us the questions and I, we wrote notes oh, for yeah. these and I just put, don't be sure, weird. And sure. you know, when you're weird, but no, in, in reality, it's a big one. Yeah, yeah. Um, in reality though, like let your female pastor actually lead the meeting. Hmm. Yes. When they're supposed to lead the meeting, you know, I I think there's some real special gifts that women can bring to ministry. Like I think there's special gifts men can bring to ministry. But one thing I notice is that because I'm a woman, people assume that I'm more caring, nurturing, Hmm. or loving. (laughs) And I mean, I I think I am those things. You are. have other gifts. I think people assume that that's such a huge pile that there's not anything else that I can bring to ministry. Mm. Or I think people assume for me to be more caring, loving, gentle, and kind yeah. mm-hmm. than my male colleagues. Which isn't always the case either. Which is not always yeah. the case either, that the mm. f- any firmness that comes out is sometimes a shock for mm. people. Right, right. That it's or all, when you have to make an executive decision and you're like, this is my role, I do this, like, let me lead, you know, and, and that's 
that's been my struggle a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to propose it to her with a hot dish catchphrase, which is don't assume. Don't assume. Like, <laughs> don't assume. I thought you were going to say don't yeah, be don't weird. Be weird. Well, well, that, that would work, work too. Like, Just don't assume. If you're in a situation, rule one, don't yeah, assume. Yeah, don't assume. Don't use your female pastor as like the prize. Right. You know, I mean, one of my first congregations before <laughs> I was married, somebody said to me, we're really going to get a lot of young men coming to this oh. church now. Yeah. And <laughs> oh. I was oh, like, right? God. It just ran out of yeah. the door. I was like, how? Yeah. That would be, how? Right. You know? And yeah. she's like, you. And this was a woman telling me this. And I was kind of like, mm. oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Please don't try to set yeah. me up with your grandson. Don't yeah. set anybody He's up. He's really sweet, I promise. <laughs> don't ask any ministers out. Yeah, yeah. Don't flirt. Just remember the boundaries thing. And if yeah. in, if at all possible, do not make any comments on physical appearance. appearance. Yeah. Haircuts yeah. are okay. Right. That's fine. You can say, oh, you got a haircut. And that's yeah. like, that's my advice for you, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, can you not that? even can if you it's a good that? haircut or a bad haircut just you got a haircut haircuts and glasses I think glasses are fine too. oh yeah it's fine okay well what's what is like possibly the worst thing that you've heard because like now i'm curious oh, the there's a part of me that's just like i'm curious because then like that where it's like oh you're gonna bring a lot of men to this church and i'm like oh my god like there's a part of me that's in the crowd like, no, right. I can't say that. Why I guess, like I sit here and I'm like, that's probably not the worst thing she's ever heard. Oh, I've got Absolutely stories not. for you yeah, and right. I can, I'm happy to share. I have some that I know are like safe for the podcast yeah. that I don't mind if someone else hears oh, them. Oh gosh, so do I. Yeah. yeah. No, I have stories. There's like a part of me that's like, I don't know. This is almost like Halloween jump scare. Like, what is the part that makes me want to just throw it up my headphones and walk out of the room? Like, what's that story that's going to happen? Do you want us oh, to oh, tell you, you one? Do you want some? Okay. I don't know if I'm ready. Yeah, strap I mean, in. Okay, right, strap in, listeners. Here we go. All right. So this is okay, so stream track ready. This is Amy Diller first. And I would like to tell you about the time a man asked me out at his father's funeral. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this is nothing. This is no, nothing. No, I need no. you to strap down Jonathan and like handle it. I so I'm on the yeah. call list for our community's funeral. So if someone dies without a parish, they call me and I do the funeral at the funeral home. And so they called me for this. And it was a man who was in his 50s and his father, who was in his 90s, died. And they came back to Iowa for the family plot. And, you know, I went and met them at the funeral home. We did some story sharing. We planned the service. We mapped out the day. Like I said, this man, the son, only child in his 50s, the dad was in his 90s. I was 29 at the time Mm -hmm. of this funeral. We do the whole funeral. It goes well. We have the singing, the Bible reading, the sermon, the honor guard, the flag folding. (laughs) It goes beautifully. We close the casket. We have the final receiving line. And I'm standing next to the casket and people mm. are coming up to me being like, thank you for being here. No problem. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you for being here. No problem. And the son comes up to me and he says, thank you so much. And I was like, really, it's, you know, I'm so glad things went well for you guys. He's like, it went so much better than I thought. And you were so kind and you just really listened, you know, and I know you didn't know my father, but I felt like you really got him. I was like, well, thank you so much. You know, you all gave great stories and I'm just glad I got to do this for you. He's like, it's just been so, it's been such a lovely experience. And I feel like we really connected. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's like, I just, I just feel like I can talk to you and that you listen yeah, and just, I feel so comfortable with you. 
I was like, okay. He's like, so I was wondering, would you like to get dinner tonight? And I had my hand on his father's casket as he's asking me this question. Like, the dad, (laughs) I just really feel like I can connect with you. Would you like to get dinner tonight? And I said, no, thank you. I actually think my fiance would be really upset if I did that. I was not engaged. Good. Good. I was not engaged. I was, I was barely seeing anybody. I was alone. (laughs) Yeah. And I made up a fiance because that's easier than just saying no. Mm -hmm. That's what you do. And he's like, oh, okay. Okay. Ah, and just walked away. And there's several things with this. This man was 30 years older than I was. It was his father's Mm -hmm. funeral. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm a good listener, but that does not mean that I want mm-hmm. you. Interested. Yeah, yeah. A pastor should be a good listener and yeah. somebody you can connect with. Yeah, I have similar stories from CPE. Hit us. And it's hard when you're just sure. learning and you think like, okay, I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm doing what I need to do. Because that's at the very yeah. beginning. CPE is very early exactly. on. Right? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, one or two years in maybe. Working in a hospital yes. for anybody who's li- who exactly. doesn't know what for that me, is. For me, I was yeah. doing As a chaplain. chaplaincy. So it was very specifically only mm-hmm. dying or dead, you know. And a uh, similar story, it often has to be like when there's a death in the family or something. Um, I was called to a hospital, and I met the whole family in the room. Um, Dad had passed, um, Grandpa to some, and they were all very comfortable with the body, and they were touching him and everything, and, you know, it was fine, and I I said some prayers, and and then there was one of, like, I don't know if it was a nephew or what, but there was a, would you like to sit on my lap? And there was also a, hey, I'm in movies, and I think I could get you in to something uh do you want what? yeah absolutely i mean people get weird in hospitals. <laughs> I, I really do think <laughs> it gets a little strange and then again this is yet back to women minimizing because amy is not saying it was weird he asked me out she's no. saying people get weird mm-hmm. in hospitals i know it was weird yeah. mm-hmm. right. of course yeah. of course but like no i just I think because I've worked with older adults and I have a lot of very strange stories oh. that I was sort of like, just say no and move on, you know? It just... Like, just go off take but See, this it's not okay for no. anybody to deal with. Yeah, to it's, it's have unfortunate to that, that. Like, you have no. that in your head as you're walking into a room. No. Like, okay, what am I going to do if XYZ happens, mm. you know? We will be better. <laughs> I want to Jonathan end this, but I don't want to end this. Like, <laughs> I know, they're, they're, I know. yeah, it's yeah. We we can't we can't end this. We can't stop telling these stories. We can't stop talking yeah. about it. I don't think mm. we can ever. It, it continues, no. you know. And you just, I mean, we're called to ministry. We're called yeah. to be pastors, regardless of anything else, and mm-hmm. just do the best you can. And mm-hmm. you try to be there for each other too. I mean, that's something that's nice about us is that we're on a text chain and we can just say, oh, mm. what just happened? You know, and like you have that yeah. support instantly. And that's why it's like, I think something that the church could do a little more is like actually have some forums for women to to connect with each other mm. that way a little bit. We can't control people who are out there yeah. in, in hospitals yeah, that can. we're going to meet, yeah. but no. we can talk to our communities and mm-hmm. we as ourselves, as we support and care for our colleagues who are women out there, we, we can do mm-hmm. that and we certainly should, you know, and, and lift that up. Whoa. You guys look so like, Thank you. all over. Well, mm-hmm. well, it's it a, lot. a lot. It's, it's, a lot. It's, it's a lot, but you, but it's, it, we, we think it's a lot. If this is something that you deal with more frequently mm-hmm. we yep. we need to hear yeah. this you Absolutely. know and and we need to be we need to understand this and so 
it's not something that we've, that we've, well, I should mm-hmm. say it's not something that I face every day. And so we, we need to hear these stories. We need to hear these voices. Well, thank you for inviting us to do this. I really, I'm, I'm grateful to be able to share our experience and, and that's really what it is. It's, it's our experience. We, we know lots of other stories and other people and, but it's, you know, hmm. this is where, where we're coming from. Well, we, rec- we recognize that it's, it's your, it's where you're yeah. coming from and we're, th- let me just say for, for us, I mean, mm-hmm. we are thankful mm-hmm. for you, both of you and your ministry and the gifts that you bring to the church, to your churches and to the wider church. We're, we're thankful that you'd come on and thankful for everything mm-hmm. that you do in ministry. We, we got to start by saying thank you for what yep. you're doing and what you put oh. up with <laughs> out there. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. And and we hope to we we'll hope to have mm-hmm. you back on yeah. and we'll get updates maybe. Yeah. And we'll ha- we'll have to do an update because I do have to share some Amy, you are right now in our fantasy football <gasps> league. You are yeah. three and four. I think I was number four. Like I was like up there. You're number four. I do have to recall back to week two when you beat um, <laughs> Kyle Samansky at the very beginning. Just a little, so burn there. I'm just gonna put that out there. That was like an auto. Yeah, really, really lifted me up (laughs) in this moment. Real, real pastoral. But that's okay. My team pushed through it, and uh, they've come out stronger in the second half of the season. I, I I really appreciate it. So there you go. There you go. I just, I just had to recall Mm -hmm. to memory back what what did happen in week two. So. (laughs) Well, thank you all for coming on, and thanks to everyone for listening. We want you to be ready to join in this conversation so that we can share ways we can be better as church. I want more stories. You want more stories? I'm ready for more are stories. You, are you sure you're ready the for Amy's, more stories? The Amy's had me rocking in my well, chair. Well, I mean, like, if I, you need to turn off the, the recorder. <laughs> yeah, that could be your extended edition, oh, like, God. of the... <laughs> Oh, the no. yeah. The hot dish nights, the scary, spooky Halloween edition. Is, yes. Oh, well, I mean, so. I have red hair, so that's yeah. opened up a whole new level <laughs> whole of yeah. weird comments from, yeah. from mm. church yeah. and life. So. <laughs> it's gonna stroke well, well awesome. if you have more stories that you could uh, that you'd like to share with us, you can of course visit our, the website that we have to hellwiththehotdish.com, or you could find us on our Facebook page, or you could tweet us if you could tell your story in a few characters or less <laughs> at uh, at thwth podcast. But until next time, thank you for listening, and peace be with y'all.